So you got a whole uh, alpha team now, don't you? But you, but you have a wealth of knowledge that is beneficial to a lot of people, and it we can move the needle. How often do you hear a hunting podcast? We talked about this. People relate to this. Hey, everybody. I wanted to introduce, and I'm probably going to hack this up again, but uh, Tom Kubinek. Is that correct? Top Kubinek. Did I do that right? That is, that is correct. I nailed that is it. correct. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Tom, kind of an interesting individual as I'm learning more and more about your, your story. You were a heavy metal guitarist, had real jobs like normal. Uh, people didn't really, wasn't really a hunter or into guns, and then you kind of revolutionized the gun safe system, which I don't want to hack this up. So introduce yourself and tell everybody a little bit about your, your story. Yeah, I started life. I, you know, I was in high school. I was playing guitar when I was about 11, 12 years old. I became obsessed with it through high school. Um, right from high school, I was playing in bands when I was 15, 16 in bars and uh, pretty much played about between six and eight hours a day. That's all I did and really focused on wanting, just wanting to be a rock guitar player. Um, I graduated high school in 1980, and uh, I busted my butt at it for quite a few years. In 1983, Guitar Player Magazine did an article on me. That was the like, magazine back in the day. Um, they did an article on me as one of the best unknown, you know, unsigned guitar players. I had sent a demo tape to a guy, and they ended up doing an article on me. So... Uh, got a ton of press out of that, a ton of notoriety out of that. And I moved out to Hollywood to really pursue a career in music and uh, just kind of started getting my feet wet, jumping into this thing. And I developed tendonitis in my arms that became so bad that I actually had to stop playing. So everything was going great until it wasn't. And uh, there I was in Hollywood with uh, – I had some friends and stuff, but you know, I couldn't play guitar. The only thing I knew how to do. So I ended up taking a job telemar as a telemarketing selling typewriter and printer ribbons um, over the phone because the job required no skills. They'd hire anybody. And uh, it was six bucks an hour or commission. I figured, let me, let me I got to do something. And uh, I was horrible at it, but uh, I was so bad. They moved me to a non-sales position, but I could see where the money was being made. The guys who were good, we're making decent money. So I quit and went to a straight commission telemarketing sales job selling uh, computer supplies and immersed myself. Instead of playing guitar six hours a day, I immersed myself in the world of sales. I read every book. I listened to tapes, you know, just everything I could do to learn how to sell. It took me about a year and I got pretty good at it. 18 months from the job, I quit, started my own company in my apartment. Uh, three years later, I had 18 sales reps in a small office. Um, tele, as a telemarketing company. Um, I sold that business to my partner. I went off on my own and started Greenline Data in 1993. Dot-com dot com craze hit in the late 90s. I started just writing websites, taught myself HTML, made a bunch of websites, one of which was taperack.com, which, and for your listeners, yeah, go back a little bit. It used to be the computers were backed up on you know, big companies that have thousands of backup tapes for backing up their computer systems. And they had to all be stored and organized in a way they could get to the data. And they made these great big racks, metal racks for storing tapes. And taperack.com became quite popular. We became the largest seller of tape racks in America. HIPAA laws came out for 
hospitals having to lock up hard drives and laptops. So I created um, securelaptopstorage.com and hospitallaptopstorage.com and started selling those to uh, quite a few. We, we did really well with it. And that's 2001. A guy called me and says, hey, can you store an MP5? I'm like, sure. I go, what's an MP5? And uh, he said, it's a little machine gun. I started laughing. I said, who is this? And he goes, I'm with the FBI. So we talked for a little bit. I said, can you give me a couple of weeks? Let me, let me play with this. I think we could come up with something. So I started working with my, uh, a manufacturer that made my laptop cabinets out of Canada. And uh, Steve Moulton was his name. I called Steve. Hey, Steve, I got an idea. I, I, I want to build with, we got to call it something to store an MP5 little machine gun. He started laughing. I said, Tom, the Canadian government's already has already reached out to me. And uh, so we got together and started working on a solution, which became the integrated weapon storage platform um, was made in Canada. We were selling it in the U S um, it really, I had a little bit of input into it, but it, the system really didn't meet the needs of the U S military. And uh, we were, I, mean, I was just getting into this whole thing. I'd really, I did a lot of shooting, but I didn't grow up in a gun family. I had friends and I have, I had opportunities to go out and shoot, but it wasn't part of my upbringing by any means. And uh, I really didn't know a lot about the firearms industry, but uh, secure, we, we created this company secure. It was a three person company and became aware that U S army special forces command was putting out a solicitation for an arms room assessment program. They wanted to hire a company to survey all their armories, interview their armorers, watch the workflow, really spend a lot of time and create a report telling them why their armories were failing so bad. And uh, we ended up winning that contract. You know, they had no idea who we were. Um, I mean, we were up against L3, Harris, all these big defense contractors. And we walked into a meeting with a colonel down in Fort Bragg. Um, this was prior to the award. We just, Gary guy that worked for me, he and I, he's my sales guy. He and I just worked together and we had a girl that ran the office. That was the three of us and walked in. I just shook the guy's hand. I said, hi, Colonel, my name's Tom Kumanek. I'm the leading authority on small arm storage and armory design. I think we're the company to do this for you. I completely made it up just, and you know, we had the meeting, meeting went well. We walked out. Gary's like, dude, what, what the hell was that? And I started laughing. I said, Gary, nobody knows how to do this. There's no experts. We just said, we're the experts. If we win this thing, damn it, we got to be the experts. So we won the contract. And uh, for 18 months, I traveled all over the country. I spent one or two days in every armor armory, you know, interviewing the armor, watching the workflow, watching what these guys were doing, just everything. It was access that civilians never get. And over that 18 months, we became the pros from Dover in uh, weapon storage. And we prepared the report submitted that, we presented that to the Special Forces Command, and that's when we developed what was now the Secure Tactical Weapon Storage Platform, which is our Model 84, um, now called Cradle Grid so, system. That was 2008. By 2011, we were the largest supplier to the U.S. military for weapon storage. It just it just blew up. Well, and it's, it's so I didn't know who you, and I'm a archer, right? I, I mean, I own yeah. guns, but I'm a, I'm a yep. bow hunter. And a right. buddy of mine called, said, hey, will you have, the, you, you know, you, Tom, on the podcast, and a guy I yeah. trust. So I was like, yeah, of course. And uh, 
It's like, what's he do? And he was explaining it. I'm like, oh, fuck. So I always just referred to that as the Molly Webbing uh, of the uh, gun safe world, right? Like you basically, like, and that's a yeah. super generic way to put it, but you made, right, my, right. You, you put Molly Webbing, but not Molly Webbing, the, the idea behind that into a gun safe uh, and no one had ever done that before. So organization, like dive into that a little bit more because people are probably like, what's Snyder talking yeah, about? So so. <laughs> what, what we did, I mean, really, I, I was building military armories. We started in 2001. I, I patented my system in 2008. And all we did was build armories for, we did all the SEAL teams at special forces. We did, you know, army, Navy, Marine Corps, all over the world. We've done some foreign fighting forces. So my whole world was strictly military. And in a military armory, what was happening is the, like the U.S. military transitioned from the M16 to the M4 during the Gulf War. They went from a standard 39-inch battle rifle to a modular weapon system, different length barrels, different adjustable stocks. You had all the attachments, optics, all the electronics coming into the armory space. And they had no ability to, to to organize and store this gear. So we developed our solution was a very simple modular system with one moving part. Our upper cradle, you can walk up to one of my racks with whether you've got an M16, an M4, a little MP5, a 50 cal machine gun, a grenade launcher, even a shoulder launch rocket system. You can adjust it on the fly and put the, put, store the weapon and walk away and it's properly stored. So no matter what they had in their hand, they could store the weapon properly. Prior, they would have a special rack for M4s, a special rack for M16s, a special rack for grenade launchers. And it just was, it was an impossible system given how dynamic armories can be. So then we flash forward to 2015. We went into the consumer products and I can't believe we didn't go in sooner, but what happened under the Obama administration, we had what was called sequestration hit. And that's when the, the um, Congress did not pass a budget. And because they didn't pass a budget, this was a forced military cutback. So it's called sequestration. And it gutted the military of money. And my company, we were, you know, Inc. Magazine, one of the fastest growing companies in America. We were just, we were just booming. And all of a sudden, the faucet was turned off. And we... Uh, I went seven, almost seven months without getting a single order. And all of a sudden, just boom, done. And, you know, we kept things going, tried to keep the company rolling and be optimistic. And I burned through every, 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 bit, of, every bit of, every penny I had, we burned through. I ended up laying off most of the staff and got to a point where we were selling, I was selling a house. You know, I had three little kids. We had a nice house on a lake and like, oh, honey, let's sell the house and get a, little cheap farmhouse and we, we just we had no money and we picked up one order for the military that was decent that bought me a little bit of time but it was at that point i said i gotta do something different no matter how good we are if congress shuts off the money we're dead so we made the decision to go into the consumer products and i started really looking at the safe industry i didn't really know much about it so we went out and i scheduled a meeting with liberty um, with Fort Knox, so all the major U.S. safe manufacturers figuring out, I would just license my technology into their safes, which again, just modular, simple storage to properly store guns because the inside of a gun safe hasn't changed in 60 years and it really doesn't hold guns very well. 
after I met with those companies, we walked away thinking we'll never work in this industry. We will never work with a safe manufacturer. I was, I was shocked um, at what these guys were saying and what they're doing. And, and the reality at the end of the day, nobody, the, the gun safe industry is not run by people who have any tie to guns. It's, it's more, you know, metal benders, guys who make cabinets, make gun safes, but, uh, I get very frustrated with it. The, the, again, gun safes haven't changed, but guns have, everybody shoots with optics. There's a lot more gear, just like the military in the consumer hunting world, you've got so much gear and so many like, high value optics and different form factor, um, firearms that our cradle grid solution was just a shoe in It just was, it absolutely worked. And we made a series of kits to upgrade gun safes and did very well with that. And then we launched our own cabinet line because the weight, you know, gun safes are really heavy. Well, why are they heavy? Well, that's for security. Well, that's nonsense. I can open up a gun safe and remove guns in less than 20 seconds. Uh, normally it's 18 seconds for me to remove a gun from a gun safe. I don't care what gun safe it is. I'm going to get the gun out in 18 seconds. I ignore the, I don't know anything about locks. I'm not a locksmith. I simply take a circular saw, 1987 skill saw with a carbide blade. Costs about 30 bucks from the, they use it in the uh, concrete industry to cut rebar up to half inch thick rebar. And you, just, you can just cut a hole aside in the safe in seconds. It's as fast as I can cut plywood. Um, so this whole weight thing that we kind of felt was nonsense. So we took everything we learned in the military and launched a line of lightweight modular gun safes with the idea that you don't store all your guns in one place. A, they're not where you need them in the event of a, of a crisis. And if a thief gets into your home and sees your safe, they're all going to be gone. So we use what we call the principles of decentralized storage. Or if you've got a decent sized gun collection, store them in small modular safes and locate them in more secure areas. You know, our safes are all designed to go in a closet, to go into discrete locations from under your bed, small little single gun safes up to six and eight gun uh, safes. And all of them are light enough where you can move them around. Yet once you bolt them in, once you, I mean, all safes should be bolted down. They're just as secure as those big, heavy dinosaurs. In fact, it's same gauge steel in many cases. We just don't do anything with drywall. You know, the gun safe industry has got dry. They use drywall. They call it fire rating. There's no... There is no data to support that fire ratings and gun safes work. In fact, if you look at the California, the fires they had there about six years ago, there's a lot of stories out there. There's not a gun safe that survived. Um, our testing, we've done testing here, building, um, basically building rooms of houses, putting a safe in there and letting it burn. And a 75 minute U.S. made safe went, it went 18 minutes. And uh, so what's just really alarming sure. though is after the, I understand yeah. what shit's being fed to me, not yeah. by you, but by the world. So a 75-minute <laughs> rated fire-resistant gun safe made it 18 minutes. Yep. And our fire wasn't even that hot. We, we were 16, 16 1,800 degrees. Fires can be a lot hotter. But a couple things that people just aren't thinking about. And this is, again, we came into this not from the, you know, we weren't gun experts. We weren't safe experts. We came up from the military side of things and looked at it different. Why would you want a fire rating? And, and what I'm getting at is our safe, we put the fire out and it was 18 minutes. The safe was 410 degrees inside, you know, three, 350s when you bust it. It went to 400 pretty quick, 
she put the fire out and we're kind of cleaning things up. We, we brought some sauce. We're out at my ranch. We got some grilling some sausage and stuff and just kind of reflecting on everything. I went back over to the safe about 30 minutes later. It was 720 degrees inside. And I was shocked because this, the outside metal was so hot that over time it transferred in. So the, the takeaway from this is if you've got guns in a safe, and you got, let's say you got chassis guns, they're not wood, they're you know, metal, more modern firearms, and your safe's in a fire. Fire gets put out and the safe looks pretty cooked, but you open it up and the guns, huh, look, the guns look okay. Do you know how hot those guns got? You don't. There's no way to know. And, you know, hardened steel starts to break down 380 to 400 degrees. Annealed steel breaks down about 650 to 680 degrees. That's your bolt um, receiver and then your barrel. Barrels are annealed. So in the case of that safe that we cooked off at 700, 720 degrees, the property of the steel in those firearms is now compromised. Those guns should never be shot. So everybody I say why are you worrying about a fire rating why are you why are you concerned about this you're not going to shoot the guns the second is the risk of fire in a home a true burn to the ground fire is so rare um, that we don't we don't issue a fire rating of any kind and the third really bad part of it that frustrated really frustrated me was those materials drywall the carpeting adhesives everything they're using in these safes for so-called fire rating is corrosive. The gun safe industry sells millions of dollars of anti-corrosion products every year. Why? Why do you have to buy all these things? You know, a, a properly cleaned and oiled gun shouldn't corrode, but drywall is corrosive. The adhesive they use for the carpeting is a rubberized adhesive. It's full of formaldehyde, highly corrosive. Um, and there's, there's a lot of data out there showing just the corrosive nature is we build a lot of museums. I've done uh, museums for the NRA. We've done a lot of for the feds, for states, you know, firearms and relic museums. The materials inside a gun safe are all banned from use in, in, in museums because of the corrosive nature of these products. And the industry could use different products. It would just raise their price four or five dollars, you know, eight dollars. But they're just they're all trying to have the cheapest safe out there. And we find it just very frustrating. So our whole thing is, you know, who are the pros when it comes to guns? It's the military. You would look at how SEALs train. Look at special forces, how they train, how they use firearms. These guys are the pros from Dover. They use our system because the guns perform perfectly every time. And we brought the same methodology to the consumer market. Um, and really now, we're, we're, we've been in the consumer market now for six, seven years we're really working now to position secure it on the performance side of the industry. Um, gun safes are not. Gun safes, you know, a gun safe is considered a dumb piece of equipment. I don't, I don't mean dumb as despairing, despairing. I just mean it's, it's in that it's a non-intelligent, it is an afterthought. You go out, you train, you shoot, you're doing all your stuff, you come back, clean your gun, and the last thing you do is lock it in a safe down in your basement, and there it just sits. Well, we look at firearm storage. If you're going to own firearms, store your guns in a manner that gives you a tactical advantage in your home. So all of our safes, again, smaller, modular, lightweight, you locate them in more strategic locations, but then also part of your training is access. If you're a handgun shooter and you, got, and you carry, 
you're always you're always taught you train your draw you your dry fire drills everything to train your draw dry fire all the mechanics of shooting that firearm efficiently and effectively you practice all the time to build that muscle memory where we're now trying to get working with trainers working within the industry to get people to practice their access you know i've got a i've got firearms all over my home you'd never know i own a gun but my closet by my front door i've got a six gun safe in there behind the coats several just part of my collection but i also got an ar-15 this rack raider roll and a pump shotgun every time i open that closet to pull a coat out i'll do the combination open it and close it just i'm always practicing my access and uh, we've done tests with people and they're always amazed because with a little bit of practice I can have my guns in a safe and I can be armed in a position to defend myself in I'm under two seconds. It's so fast. As fast as you can pull a gun off the shelf in a, in a closet, unsecured firearm, I have access to mine and mine are secured so that children will never even know they're there. So we're trying to, we're just right now, we're really working within the industry. We've got a big event going on in Illinois right now um, with trainers to get people who are firearms instructors and trainers to add security and access to their training regimen. So when you like go into that a little, well, I mean, you covered it fairly decent, yeah. but I think one of I was the, going a mile a minute. <laughs> no, well, no, I mean, I think, so obviously I have a wife and, and uh, you know, lots of different friends and yeah. tier one communities, things like that. And, you know, one of the things, you know, with firearm safety isn't just when it's in your hand, it's where you put it. And then obviously being able, like you talked about access, getting to it, you know, things like that. Cause a lot of people just, you know, yeah. buy a safe and throw a bunch of shit in it. And it's, it's kind of, you know, I, I get it when you're just heading out to go hunting and pull it out of the safe. But if you actually need it, like talk a little bit more about that when you, when you're talking about access and getting to it quickly and things like that, like for a homeowner. Yeah, that's, that's when you look at, you know, there's two sides of this. There's security and there's access. And they actually go hand in hand. We spent a lot of time doing research. Um, and I spent a lot of time, um, DOJ with, with FBI um, online and talking to people. When a thief breaks into your home, the scenario is they bring into your home, they're going to go to master bathroom, master bedroom and closet, home office, den, dining room, and they're out of the house typically less than nine minutes. Number one thing they want is prescription drugs. Then they look for valuables in the master bedroom. Then they go to the home office, den, looking for a valuable, some electronic. Then they go to the dining room looking for any silver. The minute they find anything of value, they typically leave the home. That's, that is your standard scenario. Most break-ins occur during the day, and a pretty high percentage of them, their people are home when they're breaking in. So we look at firearm storage. Well, the worst place to store firearms is, is, is your master bedroom. The worst place to store any valuables is your master bedroom. That's where thieves are going. However, it's where we sleep. So in my, in my decentralized storage scenario, I'll use my home as an example. Underneath my bed, I've got a fast box with the fast access uh, box that holds, I've got an AR-15 rack ready to roll. I've also got a handgun in there. And it's simple, small, bolts to the bed frame, easy, very quick. From there, I go to my kitchen. We spend a ton of time in the kitchen. Thieves ignore kitchens, one of the most secure rooms in your home. I've got a pretty good-sized pantry, so I've got a six-gun cabinet in my pantry. Just part of my collection. I mean, I now probably own 60 to 70 uh, long guns. 
I built up quite a bit. So in, within that cabinet, I've got some lever actions, a couple of vintage guns. I've also got an AR-15 racked, ready to roll, and I've got a shotgun. I've got the ability access to a defense firearm very quickly within my kitchen. Also, you get an exit point from the home, so you can arm yourself and get out of the house. Uh, then I go to the closet next to your front door. I talked about that earlier. I've got a cabinet there with six rifles, one of which is an AR-15 racked ready to roll. Just, I'm not a handgun guy. I don't, I mean, I shoot handguns a little bit, but that's not, I defend myself with an AR-15. That's with how I train. That's what I like to shoot. That's what I'm proficient with. I do not consider myself a proficient handgun shooter. So I don't, I don't use one. Um, and then from there, I look, I've got a guest bedroom in my home upstairs. That room, if you open the door is we keep it empty. It's a bed either made or stripped, a nightstand and a, uh, with a lamp, a piece of generic art on the wall. Inside that closet, I've got four of our Agile cabinets and some gun wall panels. I've probably got 30 guns in there, the bulk of my collection. And that room is also at the end of a hallway. So in the event of a home invasion and we're home, we get to that room and I've got a tight constriction point. I got the hallway, we're in a safe room and we're all armed. They'd never get to us. But a thief who's actually taking more time to run a home Again, time is their enemy. They're going to open that door, see an empty room, nothing. They're going to say, oh, guest room. They're not going to waste their time in there. They're going to move on. You know, that's, again, I'm moving pretty quick, but that's, that's how we look at a home and how we look at security. And then when you talk to people who don't lock up every single firearm, and I hear all the stories, there's all these reasons why you wouldn't lock up a firearm. Um, Lanza, the new, the new town shooting, always comes to mind for me. That kid walked into his mom's house, picked up her rifle and shot her twice, probably before she even had a chance to talk to him. If she had had her guns properly locked and he could have been a fast access little cabinet, she might have had time to defuse him or recognize that he had blown a gasket. Maybe, you know, in all these crazy events, it's a series of, of, of links. If you can break one of the damn links, you stop the event. Um, so when I talk to people who say, well, I don't have kids. I don't have this. I don't worry about it. You know what? There's all sorts of reasons and things that can happen that can put a child into somebody's home. And uh, I don't believe there's ever an excuse not to have your firearms secured, locked. And when we say locked, I don't ever, I would never use a trigger lock. They're too slow. You can see the gun. We believe locked means out of sight. So, you know, the stuff that we sell, we try to make it as discreet as possible. Um, you know, if there's little kids in a home, they don't even need to know you own firearms. Once they're old enough, then they should be trained. You should get them to the range, teach them how to shoot. But, uh, again, my house, I've got a ton of firearms in my home. People come over all the time. Nobody knows I own firearms unless they really know me. Yet there's, I'm never more than worst case scenario. I'm maybe three seconds from defending myself. So with that, we have a lot, mean, have a lot more information on our website about, well, about, about those principles and how that works. Well, and I was going to kind of start leading that way just because, you know, when people like, I don't want to say drink through a fire hydrant, but we haven't got really to the meat and potatoes yeah. of, of maybe, okay, I'm getting ready to purchase. 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Aaron Snyder, the bow hunter. I've got four rifles and six pistols and, you know, a couple bolt guns, a couple ARs. I'm getting ready to purchase. What is the ex- shopping experience like on your website? How easy is it to, is it a, you know, like, oh, yep, I need these two. Let me pick out of those. I mean, is it confusing or is it fairly simplistic when they I, hop on the site? It's pretty simple. Um, really, I mean, it's, 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 we try to present it as easy as we can. And it comes down to a couple simple questions. The beauty of decentralized storage is you don't need to solve the problem all at once. First off, just make sure your guns are locked. So if you got like five guns and a little agile six gun cabinet, boom, you're done. It's inexpensive, it's lightweight. Um, it ships flat, you assemble it. It's a patented slide block technology that once it's assembled, it's amazingly strong. And it's got our cradle grid system. So you've got not just the firearms, but a ton of gear all stored and organized properly. Um, and that, that solves your problem. Now, if you want to look at home defense a little more proactively, say, okay, I'm going to add a fast box. A fast box is a, you know, seven inch wide, 47 inch high, nine inch deep or 13 inch deep cabinet. It holds, holds one or two rifles. You know, I've got my gun cabinets in my closet. I'm going to add a, uh, add a rifle under my bed. It's a little fast box. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to throw one in the kitchen pantry. Throw one out. I've got a little handgun, fast access handgun safe. And you just start, you can do it over time. You know, we always tell people is you don't need to rush out and buy seven cabinets and deck your home out. You can simply, I mean, A, again, if you've got a safe, great. You've got your safe. Your guns are locked. Grab a fast box. Throw one under your bed. Throw one in a closet. Just so you've got a fast access solution that's handy, that's nearby. We also make an upgrade kit, so you can take the little W, that horrible interior of a gun safe, you can pull that out and install our system into a traditional safe, um, which will just give you, you know, what we call proper storage. And proper storage is, is as defined by the military, how we build military armories. And that's, you open up a cabinet or a safe, it's one arm, one gun. You're never digging through guns. You've got what we call organizational awareness. You glance at it, you look at it, you know if anything's missing. All of our cabinets are shallow. Everything is one row of guns. We never have, you know, two guns deep. It's just not efficient. And then uh, the integration of gear and guns. And what a lot of people love about our product is you've got your gun stored, and then you can go to Home Depot. The storage, all the bins and trays, all the stuff they sell to to, to store gear like in your shop, most of that stuff is compatible with our safe. So now you've got your firearms in there. If I've got AR-15s, I'm doing some maintenance. All my parts are in a bin right behind it. I've got some odd caliber guns. I keep the ammunition in the bin right behind that gun. I keep specific cleaning products with specific guns. So you've got the ability, or for hunting, our system, we do have... You, know, you can for bows. I'm a. I've become a very avid bow hunter, crossbow hunter. So our system holds bows, and you know how much deer. I mean, again, when you get in like whitetail hunting, which I do a lot of, and then some bird hunting, the, the gear grows exponentially, and every year there's cooler gear. And I find that the ability to really organize, store, and organize your gear makes the hunting side of it. It's so much easier. You know, it used to be every year you got to get right. Shoot. I got to find this. Hey, where's my headlamp? Where's this? Where's that? I organize my, my cabinets and I've got a, a pretty big gun room in the house. 
based on what I'm hunting. I've got some redundancy in some of the stuff I own, like some of my headlamps, I've got more than one, but I keep my bow hunting, all my, my bow, all my archery gear is in one cabinet and I can open that one cabinet. I've got everything I need for a successful hunt. I go to rifle, I've got another cabinet with my rifles for rifle hunting. So, and then I've got cabinet that I use for duck, for waterfowl, all my shotguns, all my calls. And I, and I just organize all gear in that case based on what I'm setting out to do that day. And uh, it works, it works, it works really well. So the one thing you haven't touched on, and I don't even know if you're supposed to on your fast boxes, my buddy rigged his up in a, in a vehicle. Um, I don't know that he Jerry rigged the shit out of that, but it looked fairly like when he did it, I'm like, Hmm, I may copy that because it, it worked well. Was it, was there an intended purpose or was that an ancillary benefit or because vehicle wise, it looked pretty damn good when he did it. It, it is, it wasn't the fast box. The original fast box was twofold. We had two sizes, a 47 inch designed to go under your bed. And then we had a 40 a model 40, which was specifically targeted to law enforcement. And this was back when, I mean, a lot, a lot of people don't know this, but there was a period of time when law enforcement in America was losing, you know, 15 to 20 AR-15s a day in America were being stolen because they had the old Crown Vicks <coughs> had a flaw where you could break the rear light <clears throat> and there was emergency trunk release inside. You could smash the light, reach with your finger, pop the trunk and steal the AR-15 that was in the trunk. And they were losing a lot of them. And it did not make a lot of news, but we knew about it. So the Fastbox Model 40 went into the back of a ton of police cars. Thousands of police cars got that, got that unit so, the, so that their uh, AR-15s were, were locked, yet they're still very fast access. The challenge with vehicles, and as we become more modern, cars get more modern, there's no flat surfaces. Every single car is different, and they change every year or two. So it's really difficult to tailor a solution that works in a lot of cars. We make our fast boxes, they're quite popular, but they are square, flat boxes. And sometimes they're difficult to bolt in. They sometimes require a little bit of fabrication on the, on the part of the user. You know, people ask us all the time, hey, can you make something for, and they give us a specific vehicle, and the, the market's the development cost is just too high for us. You know, we're a small company to either that or the, the cost to produce would just be too expensive. Because for, for us, if it's, if it's not affordable, it's of no value. We, we want our solutions to be extremely affordable. We want it to be very easy for people to improve their defensive capabilities and their security. So, and as far as price goes, um, like the one I was looking at, I think it's uh, the 52 CSO. I think it was an Agile 52 yeah, model not, 52. My, yeah, hopefully I'm not hacking that up. Um, you know, fairly simple. I mean, for me, like I don't need a, a, a ton. Um, you know, I'm not quite as diligent as you as far as having maybe as fast access. So like out of the gate, but that was between five and eight hundred dollars, which was a lot cheaper than what I had anticipated. But it also adds more, as you said, the way your system works, you can get fairly crafty what with optics and things like that that go in there. So you dealt, you dove into that a little bit before, but right now, let's say I've got two or three spotting scopes, three or four different sets of binoculars. I've mm-hmm. got some camera gear, all fucking expensive. And I mean, expensive, you know, I've got a $12,000 camera yep. lens and I want, I only want to do this in one to two safes, meaning, you know, like obviously I, 
organization's one thing. I don't want it to be just all lumped up and in there and kind of, I'm just wedging shit. Right. So four or five guns, or excuse me, four or five rifles. I have four or five pistols. And then I have multiple sets of optics, camera gear, things like that. Would you say to yeah. get one large safe yes. or a couple small ones? I'd, go ahead. I, it's, it depends on your salute. You know, with that, with the, what you went through, two agiles would do it. An answer cabinet would also work. They're a little bit bigger. And what, you, what, you, what you've laid out there is my storage solution. I've got that. I mean, I was a uh, avid amateur photographer years ago. So I've got a lot of camera equipment. I've got a lot of video equipment. And, you know, we use the term in the military, three-dimensional storage. And that is maximizing the cubic space within a cabinet. So within our cabinets with our cradle grid system, you can do that where you've got the ability with a small cabinet to fit an incredible amount of equipment in there. And it's not packed in. It's not stacked up. Nothing's touching. You know, when I store rifles, precision rifles with optics, the optics are free and clear. Nothing is touching them. My camera lenses, I got them on a shelf in a way that they're all individually stored. I can grab and go the one I need. I've got, I actually have a small case that I use for GoPros and uh, I got one of those little Insta 360 cameras and I keep that and I've got a drone in a small case. And again, they're all integrated within the cabinet. Um, for me, it's grab and go. It's, it's also, I open it and I know everything's there. Uh, I'm not the most organized guy in the world. Like my desk is typically kind of messy, but if I keep my storage and take the time, my life, it's just so much easier our system in the military, for people to better understand, the Marine Corps out in Pendleton, uh, one of the largest armories in the world that we built, is a $3.2 million armory build. They called it the Tetris rack because the guys would start at the bottom and just build each cabinet to do exactly what they wanted. The uh, Special Forces, third group, Special Forces at the Fort Bragg, they called it the Lego rack for the same reason. The armors loved it because they'd open up a cabinet and start at the bottom like Legos and build it, what they needed. So, you know, I want people to think about, the, you know, the secure solution, it's a tool as much as it is a cabinet. It's a tool that allows each user to build the storage solution that meets their needs. And uh, we have a lot of customers that it's, it's like, it's like adult Legos. We get guys buy our stuff and all of a sudden they're sending us a photo like every month saying, Hey, we just re I just rearranged it. Check out this. And they get, they get so excited or just, you know, they just get, uh, they get lit up just to all the different ways they can configure their stuff. And, uh, so it really is, you know, it's, you're limited by your own creativity. No, that makes total sense. And before I forget, give, can you give everybody where they can go find the website? If you have a social media page or YouTube, anything like that, where they can kind of yeah. see the system. It, it's uh, our website, secureitgunstorage.com. If you just Google search the word secure it, all one word. Um, we've got a lot of YouTube videos. We've got a lot of the social media content. I've got various channels. Um, I put out, put out content. And, uh, you know, we're trying just to put out as much educational um, content as we can. And uh, it's an uphill battle for us. We get a lot of, we get, I, mean, I get a lot of pushback. I get a lot of people get mad at me because they've invested a lot of money in a big, heavy safe, um, which again, I get it. Hey, if you've got a big safe, there's nothing wrong with that. We can, we can supply you with some materials to make the interior a little better and Put your gun and keep the number one thing is get the damn guns locked. If every gun in America was locked, 
how many tragedies could we avoid? Um, but then you can start slowly over time, you know, add a, add a fast box here, add a handgun storage solution there. So well, I want to talk a little bit about that. And I, this is me um, speaking, not uh, Tom. Um, I, I having some experience with your safes that my friends have. And are you there? This motherfucker. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. Uh, I just walked walked out to see if I get, I don't know why. Yeah, it just totally disconnected. Oh, no, no, no big deal. Um, I left it on record. My editor will fix everything. So I'm going to kind of dive into where I was at. So, um, you know, so again, speaking for for me, what I've seen, I have friends that use your gun safes and others that have... um, and again, this is me speaking, but Liberty uh, safe, which is yeah. not a bad safe, but it is it is fucking heavy, heavy. <laughs> and uh, when I say that, I've always looked at things like so I worked in a commercial glass, aluminum doorway storefronts, mm-hmm. and I see some of the security systems to get put on. And I look at it in the sense of I'm getting in your building because I know how the building was put together. Right. Like I know I right. can get in your building no matter what security system you have. Now you may have a security company or police come, but I'm getting in there quick and I'm getting out quick because I know the installation. When you start to learn more about gun safes and, and friends of mine that dive into those certain things, it is not, no matter how heavy it is, it's still easy to get into if you know what you're doing within reason. And you talked about that a little yeah, bit ago. Yeah. If you have a $20,000 gun safe, forget what I'm saying because I don't know what I'm talking about when that, but yeah. you have a two to $3,000 extremely heavy gun safe, from my experience, they are not overly secure, even if you have, in comparison to yours, a substantial reduction in weight, the amount of time to get in the damn thing is no different or, or less. Would you, that's my 30,000 foot view. What would be your response to that? That's, I, I would agree with you. And when you look at the safe industry, again, I'm not trying to bash the safe industry. I wish they would change. I really do. I, you know, we'd love to see these guys modernize. But when you look at a, a safe, let's use Liberty, any, any, of these, any of these safes, and they're going to have level one, two, level three, level four security. As you spend more money, you get additional levels of security. But let's, what are those levels? Okay, your basic safe is a 14-gauge steel box with bolts on the door, and it locks. Level two, they're going to add corner bolts and maybe a drill plate. There's a spot in a, in a safe where you drill, and you have access to, to defeat the lock. They put a, a hardened steel plate over that and then corner bolts so you can't pry the door open. Level, level three is going to be a plate door. They're going to have a, a plate steel door, corner bolts, the drill plate, Everything they're doing when you look at the level of security is focused on the door. 
And when you look at all the videos showing the gun safes, showing how strong they are, there always a video showing guys prying the safes open, prying them. You can't pry their safe, but the cheap Chinese safe, they can pry open in a matter of minutes. When you look at actual break-in data, safes aren't pried open, they're cut open. And with modern carbide tool, modern carbide steel wheel, whether you've got 16 gauge, which is pretty light, 12 gauge, which is pretty standard Liberty, that's what our answer series is, or you go to a plate steel, quarter inch plate, the speed with which the saw cuts it is marginally different. You know, I cut a Liberty Fat Boy Jr. completely in half. I cut the whole top off in a minute, 18 seconds. Had it been a plate steel safe, it would have taken me a minute, 35 seconds. It's not much different. So it's the idea that steel is security. That's a 1950s, 1960s mindset. You got to open up your mind to the reality that modern power tools go through steel the way we used to go through plywood. So heavy steel is not a security point. However, you know, discretion is, secrecy is, keeping your guns out of sight is. And another one of my frustrations with our industry, and I spoke about this a lot, and uh, I've got some chuckles and I've got some people a little teed off, but you see marketing data and you always see the ad. It's got this beautiful like burgundy or maroon paint job of this big, beautiful safe with this wild west lettering on it. And, and it's sitting in a room next to a river rock fireplace. You've got a pool table. You've got a, a view of like the Rocky Mountains, just spectacular man cave room. And then the, the, the ad copy is talking about heritage and heirloom and investment in this beautiful safe. I'm looking at this going, are you out of your mind? You're taking the most valuable things you own, you're putting them in a metal box, and you're advertising to the world, all my valuables are here. They're telling you that this safe is a showpiece, something to show off. And I'm like, gun safe should be hidden. Nobody should know you have one. So let, I'm going secret, secret, you know, to dive into this a little crazy. bit more. And, and, uh, and I, I, I get you want to support companies and things like that that you're proud of, but mm -hmm. putting multiple stickers on your vehicle, which I used to do, um, says <laughs> I have Swarovskis in my 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 in my truck. Yeah. You know, it says, "Hey, when I'm on a backpacking trip, more than most likely, if you break into my shit, you're going to get something, you know, cool." If it yep. shows, if I have a picture with multiple kids, it says, "Hey, I have a family." If I have a number on, you know, you know, a football with number twenty-seven, oh their kids play football and it's Friday night. No one's probably home. It's the same thing with this, the discretion with the gun safe. And when, yeah. when I say that it, and I don't get me wrong, it's badass to see a really cool gun safe. But what that says to me is, okay, well, there's your gun safe. Like I got that figured out in like three seconds. Right. I see your gun safe. So the discretionary portion of it, meaning whether you have a hidden man cave, like if you go super, you know, secret squirrel, right? And right. You, you have a book uh, ca cabinet or a case or, 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 excuse me, a bookshelf that opens mm -hmm. and behind that's the safe. You know, some people, I used to make fun of people like that. Like, what are you, James Bond? Now I'm like, no, I'm actually the fucking idiot because what he's doing is setting that up for security and also for discretion and being incognito, yep. whatever word you want to use, that he can get to it quickly. Not everybody in the world knows about it, right? So, you know, it's not one of those yep. things of, hey, what's in your safe? Well, then you have that odd confront or 
odd conversation with your wife's buddy that your or your wife's buddy or your wife's friend's husband of, well, shit, now I got to open the safe. Like if it wasn't out there, he never would have asked what was in it. I find discretion is much more important. It is. And it's, it speaks volumes to, again, the, the mindset behind the safe industry is not about safe, about security. What they're trying to sell is these really beautiful, beautifully painted, incredible lettering, these gorgeous show pieces. It's not about security. It's about showing off or about it's, I just don't, I don't understand it because I don't come from that world. I come from more the defense side of things, but, uh, I tell you, the gun room, um, we sell our system in panels. You build gun rooms, and uh, that is the fastest-growing section of our company right now. Um, people building gun rooms and gun walls and secret rooms is um, – lots of people are doing that now. And our system is real simple, easy to do. We do a lot of people do closets. They do uh, – um, in new construction, we help design with architects secret rooms, and uh, we're – we haven't done yet. We want to get out with like toll brothers, some of the larger home builders in America and walk them through our system so that when people are getting homes built, they can design in discrete storage right into the build of the house, which is absolutely the best time to do it. Cause you can do all sorts of really amazing things. Yeah. Oh yeah. For I, I, well, my, my buddy who uses your system that has, um, you know, the full on secret squirrel room behind the, you know, the, yep. the shelf, it's very organized. And again, like what I've always referred to you before we were on the podcast or I knew who you were as a, a person at all was the Molly system. You know, I'm just like, oh, yeah, you can do, yeah. you know, you can make it very organized, uh, easy access. Right. Um, but when you when you look at this and I want to make sure people I have this in, in context, um, you know, more or less, if you're looking at an equivalent safe from what you offer, um to, I will say, Liberty, um, there's generally anywhere between 400 and 900 pounds of difference between what level of security. Yeah. So like a level three security, same size, it's about 500 pounds for the competitor, about 100 pounds for you. When you get to a level seven, you're also looking at about $7,000 uh, to $8,000 yep. and 1,000 pounds. In comparison to you are, what, probably 80% on yeah. average reduction in weight? Is that about right? That's probably, yeah. And it's and those safes of that weight, once it's in place, you can't move it. You need to hire a safe company. You need to hire a professional to move that or relocate it. Um, and we, we do make, it's called the true safe. We did it to prove a point. And the true safe is a safe that's made in the original design of Silas Herring. He patented the first fire safe in 1865. And his design is still used today in bank vaults and in jewelry stores. It's a double walled steel safe filled with cement. And it is a beast. It's an eight gun safe. It weighs just under a thousand pounds. It's it. We don't give it a fire rating. We give you the test data. We went two hours and 20 minutes in the oven. Um, we would give it a 30 minute rating probably at that, but, uh, it's a beast. And we, we made it to prove a point because with that, the steel, you, know, you take a steel blade, my whole saw blade, it cuts through these safes so fast. Well, in that safe, you hit the steel, the minute you hit the concrete, 
it kills the blade, destroys the blade. So if you get a concrete blade cut to the concrete, well, the steel gums that up. So that safe offers a pretty decent level of security, but it's so heavy, it just doesn't make sense. And the average American now, and this goes down every, every couple of years, right now 6.13 years is how often the average American moves. So if you own a big heavy gun safe, Every time you move, you've got to hire companies to move it. And it's going to cost more to move than it costs to buy. If you talk to a realtor, the two most left behind things when people move are hot tubs and gun safes. Yeah, actually, my wife's a realtor. And I can tell you for a fact, on some of these safes, it is a five to seven man operation just to move it, let alone when you go to take it downstairs or things like that. It's not impossible but it's really difficult. And it, you know, and it I, is. yeah, you got to hire a mover, a professional safe mover. It's crazy. Yeah. And I, I, I guess as I get older or whatever, and, and, and obviously knowing about your system before you had hopped on to, to this podcast. And again, this was totally coincidence. A buddy of mine asked if I'd get you on the podcast cause he liked your system. I Googled it and mm-hmm. thought, Oh, I know this system before I even hit, you know, uh, enter. Right. I'm like, Oh, I've seen this before. And then, yeah. I knew, I say one buddy, but two buddies that are very, one's former, uh, he was with the SEAL teams, and uh, another one is just Mm -hmm. kind of a gun nut. And the organization, things like that, but then also, like, when you go to his, um, well, it's kind of like his kitchen, but very incognito, he has, um, you know, one of your smaller safes that has a pistol in it, but it's very quick, very, very... Yep. I don't even want to put this. You could be cooking and he could have the gun out. You would never know, but you would also never know where the gun was, right? It's very secure and very right. discreet. Um, that's the same individual that had it in his vehicles as well. And his major th- primary mm-hmm. thing was, if I have kids in the house, I want to have that weapon secure, but I do not want to have it secure in a 10,000 pound safe. And when I see he was being a smart ass, right? But he wants right. to have it secure and quick access. He doesn't want to have to run down three halls spin the dial and open this giant door. He wants to get it while he's cooking dinner if needed, but not have to worry about his kids getting to it, uh, you know, or, or mm-hmm. safety. That's your whole system right there. I mean, that describes to that, me that, that, is, that, that is if, yeah, if you're going to, we get all firearms should be locked, should be secured. So if you're going to secure them, why not secure them in a way that actually gives you an advantage? And that's the whole basis of our consumer products group is, is, you know, turning your home into a easily defendable fortress and making and improving your safety and security at the same time. Um, and it also looks good. You know, people love to show off the stuff because it just, it, it looks, it makes guns look good. It makes the gear, everything organized. And, uh, um, you know, we're, we're doing more branching out. We just, working with uh, Chad Belding from uh, the Fowl Life. Um, that's a outdoor channel show. He, we worked with him to develop um, a, uh, it's called the Fowl Life edition of our answer eight. And it's a safe that he, he did the interior specifically for waterfowl hunting. And it's everything that the waterfowl hunter would need as far as gear, guns, everything you want to store, here's a safe that comes with all the accessories you need. So we're looking at working with some other groups to create um, like signature series safes that address very specific um, needs. 
because again, everybody's got does it their way, but there are certain disciplines or certain you know, three gun shooters. There are certain types of hunting that has common gear. So we're looking at coming up with safes that are like pre-configured with the stuff just to make it, take the guesswork out of it, you know, make it as simple and as turnkey as possible. No, I, yeah, I, I agree. Um, well, having, we're almost at an hour here and I've covered everything I wanted to make sure and cover, but did you, is there anything left out that, that I didn't touch on or ask you about? Cause we kind of winged this when we just dove on. I don't, I don't think so. we, we covered, we covered a lot of stuff. We covered a lot of stuff and, uh, you know, I just want to say thank you for having me on. And, uh, you know, I've enjoyed, I listened, I saw that we were, I was going to be on the podcast. I listened to a lot of your podcasts and uh, you got a great podcast. It, it's, I found my, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I'm going to be on as a guest. Sometimes like, oh yeah, yeah. I start listening to yours all the time. Like I'm driving home. Like, like just, you, you, you kind of get wrapped up in the conversations. Yeah. Oh and yeah. Next thing you know, again, an hour, an hour goes by. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, I it's uh, it, it's it's always interesting to me because you know me not being I'm not a gun nut, right? I just own guns, mm -hmm. you know. I use them occasionally, right. but I'm not the I'm not the guy with an arsenal, right? It's just not me. But the the thing is, and I don't have kids, right? And sometimes when you don't have kids, you forget about the security side of it. Like I have, you know, shit laying all yep. over. But when I leave, uh, you know, the house, like I don't want shit just laying around in the garage, and so. What you offer, I just feel it's a, a very solid, secure, lightweight system that also focuses mm -hmm. not on the status quo of the last, fuck, I don't know, 100 years of having a giant safe yeah. and showing everyone its discretion, common sense, ease of use, and quick access, which is everything you're about, which I love. So I really appreciate you hopping on here. Well, I appreciate being on. And we also, we are building, again, your bow guy is we do have, we do a lot of like the avid bow hunters have a lot of gear. We get guys building, you know, you call it gun room, but it's all bow equipment. And uh, so there are options for, uh, I think I'm sitting in my studio right now. I've got behind me, I've got one, two, three, four bows and a crossbow bunch. Of, it's all set up for, I think we're doing a photo shoot for, uh, for, I almost feel the ethos. So one of the groups, we, we want to do a photo shoot showing archery and the secure system. Oh, no but kidding. It, uh, That'll be yeah, it works great. And, uh, yeah. Well, cool. Well, uh, the website, one more time, where can they, where can they find you? It's secureitgunstores.com or just Google secure it. And, uh, we, we, we come up in a lot of places. Gotcha. Well, I really appreciate it. You got a hell of a story. You make one hell of a product. I strongly encourage everybody to take a look at that. So, uh, yeah, man, thank you for hopping on. All right. Thank you very much. Yep. No problem, man. Take it easy. Whether your hunting passion is Western big game, Midwest whitetail, sheep hunting, waterfowl, upland, or a mix of everything, Black Ovis is where you'll find hunting gear that performs and stands up to the demands of your hunt. If it's not a piece of hunting gear we've used, it doesn't belong on Black Ovis. We earn your loyalty with wicked and fast free shipping, unmatched customer service, hunting gear and field knowledge, and a selection of hunting supplies that is the envy of any hardcore hunter. Black Ovis is your home for solid hunting gear. Give us a call or check out the website at blackovis.com.